This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 92 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Competitive trail riding for a world record. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Visit them at equestriancollections.com and The Barnworks for all your equine marketing needs. Visit them at thebarnworks.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail or hot water while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Are you ready for a trail ride, Helena? (laughs) I'm over ready. I'll tell you what, we're going trail riding today. (laughs) And a big big time trail riding. You know, this isn't just your average everyday trail riding. This is uh, new territory, huh? Yeah, this is competitive trail riding is where we're going today. And not only that... We're going to break a world's record today. So we're, we're going to be talking about a lot of cool stuff that you and I don't know much about. That doesn't, that's not difficult to No, it to really find. isn't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, before we get into all of today's stuff, we want to remind everybody about our other show, which you got to hear a sample of last week. You can hop on over to tackandhabit.com, and you can hear Helena Nye's new show all about horse tack and supplies and clothing and stuff. Stuff. So I have been getting emails from listeners, including one of our our friends here at the Horse Radio Network, Michelle Bergeron. And I don't know if you remember her, but she is from Wright Lead Equestrian Center in Louisiana. Yes. And her husband was on the Horse Husband show this year. And Michelle is a fan of ours. She listens to all our shows, and she's been writing since day one. And she's actually become a good friend of uh, my wife and I's. And she she came into town last year with her husband, and we spent some time with them, and we went to the races and had all kinds of fun. And her husband and her are actually staying with us for the World Equestrian Games when they come up. Oh, good. Well, she wrote also, in addition to some other listeners, telling us about this American Competitive, competitive Trail Horse Association. And they do what are called competitive trail rides. And, you know, I I finally said, okay, we just got to do a show on this. Well, it so happens that they have this big event coming up where they're trying to break a world record. So we thought it would be a good time to promote their event, to find out what it is, and to talk to some very interesting guests today. We we actually are, are speaking with a couple of guests who know all about this. One is a lady who actually works for the association and also for Clinton Anderson. So she's quite interesting, and she is a very dangerous woman. Uh-oh. You don't want to make her mad. 
you know, I wouldn't even consider dating her, to be honest, because <laughs> no matter what, you're just going to lose in a fight. So okay. We'll, t- okay. we'll, we'll talk about that, too. But then we're also going to talk to a gentleman who does competitive trail riding and is about and is is really set unless all things go wrong. He should be winning the national title as the top competitive trail rider. But he has an amazing story. He just started riding a couple years ago, and he rides a mule. So, And he's about to win the national title. So there's just some fun, interesting guests for today. And we thank our friend Michelle Bergeron for stepping up and, and pushing me a little bit to do this. She actually judged at one of these events and, and just fell in love with it. So far, everybody I've talked to that has done one of these events across the country has fallen in love with it. This is something that if you and my wife lived closer, yeah. you would both get into this. This yeah, would be well, so much fun for you guys. You know, we might both just get into it, and who knows? It might it might get us closer. You might be at the national championship. <laughs> I can trail ride to Kentucky. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And you're you're st- you you're close to finding a horse after this. Lo- I think you've been looking for this horse since we started this show. Uh, I, since before we started the show. Um, and by the way, we're on episode ninety-two, which people means ninety-two weeks of horse hunting. Yeah, I know. Isn't that sad? But but <laughs> wait, I did find a fellow. I did find a little fellow that I love, and I'm arranging to take him home on a two-week trial. Oh, good. So I need everybody to pray to the horse shopping gods for me. <laughs> pray to the veterinary gods, too. He's going to come home. I mean, I'm really excited. And talk about competitive trail riding. He is, I don't know if I want to tell people what he is until I show a picture of him. <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of like. I a- heard this and I cracked up laughing. Oh, you did? Jen told you? Yes. I just laughed and laughed and said, I didn't even know they let those two breed. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Well, now you're going to have to say what it is. He is cute as a cupcake. He is an eight-year-old Arab saddlebred gelding. Now, this is just, does he have a little Arab face and a big, long back? No, no, no. no. He has, he has a little, you can see Arab in him, but he, when you look at him, he doesn't scream Arab. He just certainly doesn't scream saddlebred. I mean, I had no idea what he was crossed with. He has, um, he has that sort of compact Arab body, so he's kind of, He's shorter than most from, you know, withers to croup. Um, and he's got these dainty legs, but I don't even say they're dainty. They're solid. Like, they're, they're I don't know how to explain it. He, he's built Is like, he five-gated? No. Oh, he's just, just a regular riding horse. I mean, just walk, trot, canter, no gated, anything. Uh, he doesn't have, like, that dishy face that His most tail Arabs doesn't have. go straight up? His tail goes up a little bit. Yeah, because it, both Arabs and, and they do yeah. that. So It does go up a little bit. It's not a very long tail. And his, his mane is kind of it's kind of punky. It sticks up straight. <laughs> There's not much to it. So what, what uh, flavor is he? He is, um, I guess you'd call him like a, a blood bay. Or okay. like you know, a bay. He's a bay. Um, but, you know, he's more on the reddish side. So I had pictured a gray uh, Arab... Uh, what was it? Standard bread? Saddle bread. Saddle bread cross. See, I had pictured a gray, and then I thought that would look really funky. Yeah, no. he's he. You, you can't quite tell what he is, but he's very handsome looking. He's, he's put together real so neat. So after all this time, you're buying a mutt. I've always wanted a mutt. Yeah, well, we, we've always had mutts, too. I don't have the resources to bring home a younger thoroughbred. I, I just, it, it, I'm not quite there yet. You know what I mean? My house isn't set up. I don't have a ring at my place. It, it's can't do that. So I kind of had to get something that's a little... 
Well, I'll tell you what, we should, pr- we should, that's a good time to tease next week's show, right? Yes, it is. Why don't you do that? Because it goes, ties right into what you've been doing for the last 18 months. <laughs> the last 92 episodes. We're going to talk about horse shopping. And, um, cause like we haven't for the last 92 episodes, I've been giving a little bit of our, my horse shopping nightmares to everybody. Uh, we're going to talk to, we're going to get um, a vet on, we're going to get some, some professionals. We're going to talk to the folks who actually, um, display your ads, you know, like the dream horse folks and the equine.com people. And we're going to talk about how to write um, a good ad, sell your horse, how to market it. Uh, consignment barns. In fact, that's where I found this guy was through a consignment barn. Well, I don't know anything about consignment barns, so that'll be interesting to to know. Well, I didn't either. I mean, it, it is a learning pro- I have to say it's frustrating. Shopping for a horse is frustrating. It's easier to find a husband. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, but it is, it's is it a wonderful. husband doesn't have to pass the vet check? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe we should. Maybe we should put our, our boyfriends and our husbands through a vet check. <laughs> Excuse me, honey, but are you ready for your pre-purchase exam? <laughs> uh, or maybe because it's easier to, to divorce a man than it is to divorce a horse. Well, that's true sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, so we'll, we'll spend more time chatting about all that stuff. And we'll have lots of good information in next yeah. week's show. Hopefully, what we're attempting to do is make your horse shopping a little less lengthy than Helena's. That's yeah. the goal. So if we can get you to find a horse in under 92 weeks, then we've done our job. But we're not making any guarantees. That's right. <laughs> can you, I, I can just like see an infomercial coming up. Find a horse in less than 92 Two weeks, weeks. <laughs> and keep him. You know, it's like those weight loss commercials. That's Lose right. 50 pounds in six weeks and keep it off. Only 16 easy payments of $19.95. <laughs> That's $1,995. Plus shipping. <laughs> if you can get him on the trailer. <laughs> All right, I guess we better do a show. These poor guests are doomed today. Oh. Um <laughs> Well we, well, we have to do something first. I almost forgot. We have our, our Kathleen update. Our cross-country rider left last Friday. That's right, Kathleen Dodds. Yes, yeah, so Kathleen, uh, our Dodds, uh, we have to come up with a name for this every week. Uh, so you think on that. We need a clever name. But uh, Kathleen Dodds, she's been on the show a couple times now, left from uh, Washington State on her cross-country trail uh, ride. All the way. Speaking of trail rides, there's the ultimate one. I know. Uh, and she left on her journey last Friday, and I spoke with her f- uh, friend Mary, on, who was on the last show that we had her on, and she gave us an update. She was there when she took off and took pictures that we're going to put on our show notes of her leaving on her trip, and uh, she also has an update for us on how Kathleen's first couple days are going. So here we go. Well, hi, Mary, and welcome back to the Stable Scoop Show. Hi, Glenn. How are you? Good. And I think you and I, just chatting here, have come up with a name for this segment of our show, and that's Kathleen's Wild Ride. Yep, I, I don't, perfect. I, I don't know if that exudes confidence at all, but um, we're, we're going with that. Kathleen's Wild Ride. So this segment we're going to update every week, uh, try either talking to Kathleen or yourself about her wild ride. And it has begun. Tell us about... It was last Friday. She set off. Tell us what that was like. Um, Friday morning, we met out at the barn around 4.30 a.m., 
And for Oregon, it was a perfectly beautiful, warm, sunny day, which was Which means it wasn't raining. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it couldn't have been better. It was a good sign, I think. And uh, the first thing we did is I walked her horse strip up and down the aisle to make sure she got a little exercise before Kathleen left. And we checked her out, and she was looking pretty good. And uh, the interesting thing was that Kathleen was very matter-of-fact. And she didn't show any signs of nerves. And you would have thought we were just going out on a trail ride. And it didn't take more than 10 minutes to load Mystic and get what we needed because she'd already packed up and was prepared to go. Well, let's remind everybody, Mystic is her horse that she's taking on this trip. And what what is Mystic again? Mystic's an Appaloosa. Yep. Okay, a gray, right? Pardon me? A gray. Um, yeah, but she's kind of, she's just a crazy color. You'll see pictures of her, I think, won't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, we actually, you took pictures of Friday's adventure uh, heading out, and we'll post those in our show notes, plus uh, we have a, f- a Facebook fan page for called Kathleen's Wild Ride that everybody can follow as well. Yeah, you'll have to see the pictures of her. She's multicolored, and unfortunately, I'm colorblind, so I'm not the best person to ask about <laughs> colors. <laughs> everything, everything looks gray to me. But anyway, she's a she's an interesting-looking horse, but it was Kathleen, me, and Alexis, and Alexis will be taking over all the training uh, for Kathleen. So it was the three of us, and we drove out past Oregon City to a little town called Carver, and we found, or Kathleen had found this beautiful little white church that had a huge open field near the road. And it couldn't have been more perfect. It was just the three of us. There was nobody around. It was a quiet morning, and we just unloaded Mystic and started to saddle her up. And Solo the dog was just running around nearby. And uh, the three of us were just quiet and happy and calm and serious. Is that the way she wanted it? Is that the way she wanted to leave? With everything quiet as opposed to a big group of people? Yeah, and she was really clear about who she wanted around and who she didn't want. Hmm. You know, everybody loves her and she loves everybody, but there were, you know, she was clear about who the last people were that she wanted to see before well, she Well, let's not left. put it that way. No, well, no, not that way, but she didn't, you're right, she didn't want the advice, you know, she's like, well, the men are going to give me the, you know, you need to do this and don't do that, and she didn't want the fatherly lecture from the guys, so it was like, I don't want them to take me, because that's what I'm going to get, so I think she just wanted her girlfriends to take her out, to yeah. you can do this kind of a thing, so, um, so we just got her saddled up, and then she took a couple test drives in the, in the pasture there with Mystic, because she'd never had all those saddlebags on her before. And and Mystic was great. She didn't buck. She didn't act weird about having all that stuff on her rear end. And uh, she was fabulous. And Kathleen thought, well, she's probably going to be a cow. That's her term. When <laughs> she thinks the horse is going to misbehave. And she didn't. And she was amazing. And Solo actually was the one who was spazzing out about his saddlebag. I he saw Solo. That's the, Solo is her dog, who is the amazing dog, too. But uh, Solo yeah. is, was Solo carrying his own food? Because that would drive you crazy. Yeah, he was carrying his own oh, food. Oh, well, no and, wonder. Uh, He's sniffing that the whole time. That would drive any dog nuts. I know. He's like an appetizer on legs now, in case the bear comes by. It's like, ooh, double whammy. So, yeah, the poor little guy. But it took him. I was surprised in the pictures, to be honest, that Kathleen didn't have more stuff. That um... Well, yeah. I'll tell you, she had, what you didn't see in the picture was, she had a backpack on. And that was like the straw on the camel's back, because the backpack weighed 20 pounds. And that was too much, because it would 
sit on top of the sleeping bag that you can see in the picture, which comes up midway on her back. And it was too heavy for her, and it was an extra 20 pounds for Mystic. And so we took it off, took out an apple and a couple of breakfast bars and something else out of there. I can't remember. Loaded it into something else. And then Alexis took the backpack home, and she and her husband were going to drive back out Friday night to her first camp and try and refigure how to reload that stuff so Mm. she didn't have to carry that backpack. So uh, after a couple test drives, we took those final pictures just saying goodbye, and there were no tears. Um, It was just, uh, you can do this. I know I can, she said, and I love yous, and she was gone. And and that part was like a movie. I mean, she just just left, Hmm. and that was it. And by the time Alexis and I walked to the road, which wasn't that far, I mean, less than 50 yards, you couldn't even see her. And they, they walked so fast, and that's when Alexis turned to me and she said, see, 30 miles a day for a horse is nothing. Because <laughs> they were gone. You couldn't even find them anymore. And, and the dog stayed right, you know, behind the horse, and, and that was perfect. So that first day was really almost surreal. Couldn't even believe how perfect the whole thing started off anyway, so... Well, now, th- we're recording this on Tuesday, the 18th of May. This is, uh, what, three th- uh, three days after she's left. And have you spoken to her at all? Yeah, I spoke to her Sunday night after reading her blog update, which probably some of your listeners have done. And I got worried. It was like, what the heck? So I couldn't, you know, not call her. So what's happened now is um, that first day after she disappeared into the sunrise, she discovered that the street names on her maps were wrong. So she ended, yeah, I know. Oh, no, thanks, Dad, right? Because her dad did the maps, the civil engineer. So I don't know how that all happened. Sorry, Don. But (laughs) she ended up adding six miles to her trip that first day and ended up double backing on a lot more pavement. So the Reader's Digest version is uh, the dog, Solo's feet are all chewed up and blistered. So she's stayed overnight in Zigzag, which is partway up Mount Hood. Okay. With with a friend, Allison, who used to be a student of hers. Um, and she's staying at Allison's house so Solo can rest his feet. And Solo might stay with Allison until his feet heal. And Mystic's staying in a barn with a friend. Um, and she was going to call Steve, our farrier, and actually have Steve bring her a pack horse. And the idea there is to have the pack horse haul haul all her stuff, and then she's going to carry Solo with her on Mystic so he can rest his feet, and then when his feet heal, he can walk a little, and then she'll carry him. Okay. So that's a pretty interesting thought. Now, here's the other thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I had read her blog post, too, and and it sounds like it sounds like the beginning of any adventure. Yeah, where yeah. it changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and everybody could find her blog at you might think this is crazy.blogspot.com, and pretty much we all do. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it's uh, the first couple of days give you an idea of what she's going to be in for. Right, right. And then the snow route, uh, her route was all snowed in, too. Right. So yep. that was the other change, yeah. So she's going to kind of frog hop from ranger station to ranger station from tiny town to tiny town now because she can't use any of her maps is what she's figured because it's all snowed in. So she was going to go to the Sandy Ranger Station yesterday and have them give her an accurate snow level count and a trail, a clear trail, 
and then just do that from one town to the next. So that's the plan. Well, and apparently, you know, one of the things we talked to her about both times we had her on the show was, and this is Helena and I, you know, our belief anyway, is that one of the cool things that was going to happen to her on this trip is, is the people she was going to meet. And she's already said that in that first blog post. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is well, she... she met a really nice man who helped her charge her phone on the trail. So outside his house, he was in his garden, and she asked if he, if she could charge her phone at his house, and he said sure. And so yeah, she's met a lot of nice people already. Well, that's terrific. And you can find again, you can find out more about her a couple places. First, we'll post the leaving pictures on our show notes at stablescoop.com, episode number 92. And then also, you can go to Facebook and look for Kathleen's Wild Ride. Uh, It's a fan page there, and we'll post the pictures there as well, and we'll be posting updates there. And then she also has her blog. You might think this is crazy.blogspot.com. Uh, so we, we encourage everybody to check it out, and we wanna, we, we're going to continue uh, checking in with you on a weekly basis. So we'll, we'll get back with you again next week to find out what's happened uh, between now and then. Should <laughs> should be interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, very well. Thank you very much, Mary, and we look forward to chatting with you soon. Sounds good, Glenn. Thanks a lot. All right, we're going to be back here shortly with our first guest. Her name is Tammy Sarantz, I think. She's Australian, now lives in Texas, has lived in Texas for quite a while. I talked to her earlier in the day. She's absolutely delightful, and she has a Southern Australian Texas accent, which is just fun, actually. It was quite fun. Now, Tammy's a dangerous woman, and we'll get to that, too. But she also is the head of PR for the American Competitive Trail Horse Association, in addition to being a multi-like 60-time champion at something else. That's a cool job, head of PR for... Yeah, for a fun thing like that. She gets to go on cool trail rides everywhere. Well, we'll be right back after we speak with our friends at Equestrian Collections. We're excited to announce this week that Equestrian Collections has a new coupon code for listeners of the Horse Radio Network. As you know by now, if you need anything for your horse, the barn, or you, the place to find it is Equestrian Collections. They have a whole universe of equestrian shopping at your fingertips at a price you can afford. And now you can get $10 off your next order of $120 or more by using the coupon code 10DISCOUNT at checkout. That's the numbers 10 followed by the word discount at checkout to get these fantastic savings. All of us at the Horse Radio Network would ask you to stop by equestriancollections.com the next time you need anything horsey and give them a shot. That's equestriancollections.com. Well, hi, Tammy, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Hi. You're doomed today, let me tell you. We are in a rare form today. And and I got to tell you, I've been introducing you as the most dangerous woman we've ever had on the Stable Scoop show, and I believe that's true, by the way. Uh, and we we have not told people why you're so darn dangerous, and I you oh. know uh, we have not said anything about why you're dangerous. So I'm sure that imaginations are running wild. But let's just <laughs> let's just tell people I was on your website, and I must have counted sixty like championships that you've won. There's at least sixty on there. You are one of the most accomplished at your sport. This is like that old TV show, Helena, that was on back at What's Your Line or something. What was that called? What's My oh, yeah. Line? What's My Line? Yeah, it's sort of like they have to guess. <laughs> well, um, I, I don't want to guess. 
What's that? That's American show, yes. He must have been American because I got no idea. <laughs> a little older than you too, there, Tammy. So we're we're the old people of this group. Hey, uh, so tell people what you are a champion in. I am. I am a multiple world national amount of shooting champion. Which means so, you shoot guns very accurately. I do. I shoot uh, 45 caliber single action pistols plus a rifle. There's a rifle event that I also compete in. So, now, we're not talking 22s here, Alina. We're <laughs> talking 45 caliber <laughs> pistols. I, I want to know what she's shooting at. Her boyfriend. We are actually shooting at 10 targets laid out across the arena. There's about 65 different patterns, so you never know what you're going to shoot until the day of the competition. But they're actually balloons. They are, so they're on target poles. So uh, there's 10 of them scattered throughout the arena. And you and have to like ride around really fast around. and shoot them? Is it timed? It, it is timed, but, but that brings up a really good point because there's a fine line between going too fast and hitting all your targets because every time you miss a target, it's five seconds. So you yeah. may go have a smoke and run, but if you can't hit anything, it, it doesn't mean anything. There are <laughs> right. so it, many it's... jokes here, Helena, that yeah, I'm just right. well, passing just, up. Glenn, you got to stop for a minute because I'm really interested in this particular <laughs> sport. I, all right, so just... Okay. Put a pipe in it for a minute. Okay, so so you um so in, I'm guessing that you're primarily in Western tack, yeah? Or or exclusively yes. Western tack. Mm-hmm. And yep, it takes place in an arena? It is. Yep. Okay. And do you start um as you're moving, do you move in circles? Do you move in a straight line? It, How it, fast it varies. Do you go? We go, well, it depends what level you are, but we're all trying to go as fast as we can. <laughs> there are some patterns that, that can be running about a 10-second mark. By the time you, you shoot 10 targets, change your guns, turn the barrel, and come home, you know, it's nothing to run a 10-11 second pattern for the upper-level shooters. That means you're shooting like one a second. We are, and actually, you know, I have witnessed myself a 7.7-second run, yeah, that which was amazing. What? So... You're you're limited by the speed of your thumb on that on that hammer, that pistol. How fast you can do that is how fast you can let your pony run. <laughs> so do you? So you ride the pattern, and the patterns are different, mm-hmm. and then you shoot while you're riding the pattern. Yep, yep, that's right. Okay. So the lower level people, you know, they can trot through and slow lope through, and and they're That'd just learning. Awesome, but though. once, yeah, <laughs> once you get higher up, it's. Uh, you know, there's nothing held back there. It's really exciting to watch. And how big is the arena that you, you ride in? It, it depends. Um, the patterns are kind of more condensed if it's a small arena, but we can run in, in pretty much any arena. Uh, you know, I've, I've shot in Guthrie at the Lazy E Arena, and that's probably one of my favorite, favorite arenas. It's got fast dirt. It's really big, and it really lets you open your horse up. Mm. So uh, I've had a lot of fun in Guthrie. <laughs> okay, so I have an important question. This is very important to me if I'm going to go watch this. How are you not hitting people in the stands? What, 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 you're shooting bullets, uh-huh. right? And, and I've been at a competition before when someone was around the corner at the concession stand and they were too scared to come out. <laughs> <laughs> That's serious. Um, no, what we're shooting is, is straight black powder. There's not a projectile. There's no wax. There's no cornmeal or whatever people think it is actually straight black powder and the reason it's so projected with such force is that blank is crimped so the pressure builds up the primus hit the pressure builds up 
and then that powder will go about 15 to 18 foot. But wow. don't be deceived because uh, it, it'll definitely put a hole in, in an aluminum can. I, I do that demonstration at my clinics just to tell people, hey, you know, I understand they're blanks. And but but really, you know, give them the attention they deserve because they yeah, can still don't be shooting be at each other, huh? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Still firearms. Got to be careful. Well, th- this isn't even what the show's about, Helena. <laughs> no, no, but it's very. You know, first we got to understand what why the, the sport behind it. Then we could make some jokes. All right. So <laughs> no, no. What I mean is the show's not even about mounted shooting. It's about uh, something completely different. But she's so fascinating. We're going to have oh. you back and do a whole show on mounted shooting because I think can't we just make this one about mounted shooting because we're so into it right now. I really want to learn about. I mean, this might be something I want to do. Well, you know what? Too oh. Helena's not. Helena's from the Northeast. She's not really into guns a whole lot. And I told her your story that you weren't either. So I, I wasn't either. I wanted nothing to do with it. But, you know, I am such a competitive person, and I was more scared of losing than I was that pistol. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now let's get back to the dating part. So you're dating guys. Do you announce right up front that you, you, could, you could, like, kill them with no problem at all uh, from, a, from 10 paces or 100 paces? Or do you leave that to this, like, second or third date? probably leave that to second or third. <laughs> I'm okay as long as they don't Google my name. <laughs> now, are you as good a shot on the ground, or do you have to be on a horse? No, you know what? I'm terrible on the ground. Really? I, I'm, I'm terrible, yeah. Because, you know, I'm coming from Australia. We didn't have the opportunity to really, you know, shoot any firearms a lot. So the first gun, I, I know my forty-five pistol back to front everything about it but i don't know anything else about guns i i can play with my rifle i've got my 22 but but all the other pistols and that i really don't have a good knowledge and i'm really not that good a shot i'm like if i shoot two skeet in a row i am very excited (laughs) (laughs) all right so the moral of the story is if you're thinking about dating tammy you do. You do, do not back. do a ride. Don't do it on horseback. You want to definitely do dates that are on the ground and and get her drunk first because she probably couldn't hit anything then. So, which is not a good yeah. thing. I mean, you really don't want a drunk woman who's not a good shot oh, that's laying true around. Too. Even with <laughs> oh my co-host, the genius. All right. So all right, let's talk about what we're yeah. supposed to talk about today. We we have you on because you represent the American Competitive Trail Horse Association, which is also a lot of fun, but qu- probably not quite as dangerous. Um, now, now tell us it first, is, tell us first, what is a competitive trail ride? How does it work? A competitive trail ride is a trail ride. It goes about six to seven miles. It is, it is not timed. There is about one obstacle per mile. So there's an average of about six obstacles. Each obstacle itself is timed. You have a 60 second time limit and it's judged, but the actual six to seven mile ride trail ride is not time. So you get to take your time, visit with your friends, have a great time. Yeah, there's challenges for your horse every mile, which is really exciting. So what are, are the there... challenges? What kind of obstacles? Yeah. What are you talking about? There's all different. We try and do natural obstacles because a competitive trail horse, is he, he has to negotiate things he would find on the trail. So you'll find things like crossing a stream or crossing a bridge, maybe riding up and down a hill. You'll back around some obstacles or maybe drag a log and open a gate. So they're all kind of things that you would find normally on the trail. Do you know now when you said that it's judged, do you have mm-hmm. judges um, along the trail at each of these obstacles and they sort of there keep is. score? Yep. Okay. Yep. Each each obstacle has its own judge and then we have 
entry and exit markers where a competitor will come in and, and if you get more than one competitor there, they can wait for the next one and each one is individually judged and they award 10 points to the horse and 10 points to the rider. And once that's completed that obstacle, they can wait for their friends to get through if they want and then they just all wander to the next obstacle. <laughs> Okay, so, so it's not a competition between obstacles. It really, the competition is the obstacles. Yes, and okay. when you get back to camp and you finish your ride, each score from each obstacle is tallied up, and then you have your winner through that. So it, it's not an individual obstacle. It's the, the tally for the entire ride and how many obstacles were on that ride. This is okay. our kind of competition, Helena. I know. It sounds a little bit like the, the Hunter Trials that we do up here. Um Obviously, this is, you know, hunter trials are more sort of to replicate fox hunting, field right. hunting. Um, yeah, but, but we really a... promote this for a casual competition. It, it's yeah. still competition, but it's something you can do with all your friends. And there's I actually... like the, the, the relaxed pace of it sounds kind of nice, too. Yeah, that's what sounds good to me. You could stop, have, you know, have lunch, and then continue on. <laughs> lunch. Always um... about food. Always about... <laughs> so the American Competitive Trail Horse Association, how long has it been around? Actually, this is our first, we're just completing our first year national. We have had rides in Texas for a couple of years, but this is our first year to go national, and we have just had a tremendous growth. It's been really exciting for us. And you have rides all over the country now, right? We do. Uh, We we are planning around 1,000 rides all over the country. We have rides everywhere you can think we're going to have a ride, and and all the rides are on the website. Uh, ACTA.us is our website. So um, that's A-T- you do is- A-C-T-H-A dot U-S. I just, your southern uh, Australian Texas accent. My, uh, yeah, my Australian yeah. Texan yeah. slang. <laughs> so we'll, we'll put a link to it on, a, on the Stable Scoop website. Yeah. That would be great. So now this, this, is, you, this association's only been around a year, but you're doing all of these kind of rides. And our friends, you know, the people who wrote in ha- that have done these, everybody I've talked to that's done one absolutely loves it because of the the friendship and how friendly they are. It is. And, and you also get to ride on places you wouldn't normally be permitted. Some of these rides do take place in state parks and trailways, but a lot of it are on private ranches that you wouldn't normally have the opportunity by yourself to ride on. So it's a great way to check out new trails. Well, how did you get from, uh, you know, shooting balloons at, at uh, one a second with your big forty five caliber pistol to, to doing <laughs> a casual, quiet, competitive trail ride? That, that is a story. I, I had a horse I was looking to buy at a, at, a, at a polo player trainer, and he said, listen, I'm doing a polo match, just a little demonstration at the AXA trail ride. Come and look at the horse to buy. So I went and, and had played my first hand at polo, which I loved. But actually, I didn't buy the horse. I didn't love him that much. <laughs> but I did run into one of my students there, and she said, Tammy, the next time I go on another one of these rides, you're going to have to come with me. So I actually took my world champion shooting horse, and I thought, what a great way for him to get out of the arena, relax, have fun, be with my friends. So it really done my horse as much good as, it, as it's been for me. So it was great to get him out the arena and let him take a break from the stress of timed events. And did he like it? He loved it. He loved it. So, um, but I wasn't quite sure. It was the first trial ride I went to. I missed the riders' briefing because I didn't know everyone meets in the morning for their meeting. So I sat in my truck because I was too scared to get out and talk to anybody. And <laughs> this then, is a uh, champion here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I was fish out of water, you know. 
so, uh, and then I got out and I thought, well, I better warm my horse up and make sure he's all tuned up, you know, and listening to me. So I went and made some circles and loped him down a little bit. Well, I didn't realize it was going to be six to seven miles, so he really didn't need a warm up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have thoroughly enjoyed it, and I've actually been doing a lot more active work, and, and I still shoot off my horse, but this is just such a breath of fresh air for me, and I've really enjoyed it a lot. How many people typically? Quiet. How many people typically show up for a particular event? Is it there a limit? It depends on what state you're in. Uh, there is a limit. We we don't like to take any more than a hundred riders because once you get over the hundred mark, then you get a little bit of backup at your obstacles. Okay. So um, we try and limit it at a hundred. And if you ride in Texas, it's it's really got a lot of support in Texas and. We've got a ride that's scheduled for the end of June, and it's already full. We can't take any more people, so it's really popular in Texas. And around the country, though, your average rider, you're going to have around 40, 50 people in the ride, which is perfect. Now, is it all Western, or do people ride English or everything? Everything. And it, it doesn't matter if your horse is registered, not registered. You can ride a mule. You can ride a horse. You can ride English, Western. Ponies, doesn't you do matter. Have huh? to have, yeah, it doesn't matter. As long as you have a saddle. That's in the rule book. <laughs> we don't have very many rules, but you do need a saddle or headgear and the saddle. But uh, we don't allow any head training devices like martingales or tie-downs. Or we, we just don't, you know, a trail horse should not need that. And, and everyone knows that tie-downs are a big no-no anywhere with water. So um, we do have some simple rules for people to follow, but there's not a lot of them. You know, I never thought of that. I mean, that that's such a... a common i mean that's such an easy thing i would never have thought no martingales when you're going through water yeah the problem with head training devices and water uh, a horse needs to put his nose up and and stretch when and we never ask horses to swim on our obstacles that's a we don't do that 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 is not an axe or obstacle any water we have is very shallow it won't require a horse to swim at all but um you know if, if you do happen to be on a trail somewhere in water, a horse can't stretch his neck out and, and swim, and he can actually drown from wearing a tie down in water. So, yep, yep. So, no, it's it not one of our obstacles, sense. but it is, it's just common trail knowledge, you know, that everyone should know. Yeah. And uh, you guys are actually doing a sort of a year-long um, competition here where people can earn points and then actually become like the national champion, right? We can, yep. We are having a high-point champion. So, uh, and actually, we're giving $25,000 away Ooh. to our high point winners. Plus, they get $5,000 is going to be awarded to a national horse charity on behalf of the high point winner. So All right, this, this is it, Helena. Now charity. we have to do it. I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, I'm listening to her. I'm looking at some of the obstacles, and I'm so eager to try this. Oh, it's, you know, and it's also important to know we have different divisions in AXA. We have the open, we have pleasure, junior, and buddy. So what that means is the open are going to be your, your hardest, but they're all doing the same obstacles. An example of this might be a gate, and the open division has to go up, open the gate with their right hand, close the gate, and that's the obstacle. Well, the pleasure, which is an easier division, they do the same obstacle. They may have to just go in and open the gate, and then they're allowed to leave the gate open. So... They're doing the same obstacle, just the pleasure division. They do a little easier variation of the same obstacle. And then we have another division called Buddy. And that's 
either someone who's a green rider or a green horse, or they just don't want to do the obstacles. They just want to go and, and ride the trail. And so that's that's a great division for, you know, people who don't have a horse rider in their family. They can still bring people, still bring them on the active trail, but if they're just really green horse or green rider, they still get the experience of going out. So, so if it's so, a great division. Let's say if you're a student, you can go with your instructor, and that would be the buddy division? Yeah, yep. If you didn't okay. want to do the obstacles. Yep, buddy is just somebody who's not doing the obstacles because they're a green rider, green horse, or they just want to ride the trail. Okay. So right. um, There's a division but- missing. Um, there's no out-of-shape uh, co-host division <laughs> that I see here. That might be, that might be buddy. Okay. <laughs> 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 or don't you want the barbecue division? Yeah, the barbecue is there a barbecue at the end? I'm really thinking ribs. food already. <laughs> yeah, lunch. you can just cook stay at brands. camp and cook lunch if you want. <laughs> and we need the horse husband's division where you don't have to ride at all. I'd be your buddy, Tammy, because I know if we came across any snakes or bears, I'd be safe. <laughs> you know you know what's what's funny? I, I uh, assisted in writing some of the act the rules, and I actually put a rule in there that firearms are not allowed on the trail. So, you know, you know, you don't know how hard it was for me to type those words <laughs> into the system. <laughs> but yep, so I, I had to take my my gun off my saddle for my trail ride. That's one thing I did. Think. <laughs> uh, I still go with you, Tammy. Now, Tammy, you have something that's very fascinating and fun coming up, and it's one of the main reasons that we wanted to get you on was to promote this a little bit. Tell us about the um, the ride for the Guinness World Records attempt there. What? Tell us about that. That is great. We decided to try and do a Guinness World Record attempt, and we are going to break the record of the largest competitive trial ride ever in history. So that is going to be a lot of fun. That's June the thirteenth. Largest so, in what uh, sense? The, the the most number of riders? Yep, the most number of riders, yep. And it's, so, as I understand it, there's 61 rides in 50 states, so it's going to be spread out all over the country. Yep, and you know what? I think we, we have 65 now. It's growing all the time, and they are pretty much in every state. So if, if you're in a state and all you have to do is go to the ACTA website, click on the, the Guinness ride at the top, and that'll give you all the ride locations in every state. So... There's going to be a lot of extra bonus prizes. Everyone's going to get a participation ribbon. Yeah, you win money doing this, Helena. Wait a minute. So you click on rides and locations? Yep, yep. Or you can click on the Guinness, the banner at the top that says Ride for the Rescues, because all this money that we raise, we are giving to charity. And everyone who is hosting a ride is just really doing it to donate their own time. So we have a lot of wonderful volunteers out there. Got it. Who have, okay. who have agreed to help us do this. And how many riders are, are you expecting that day? We are hoping to get into the thousands. So uh, I think we need around 250 to break the record, and we've already done that. So uh, we're expecting it to be really great. Oh, boy, there's one in Ipswich, June 20th. <laughs> oh, up your, where you used to live. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is just fascinating stuff, and and we're going to be back right after this uh, commercial from the Barnworks. We're going to be back to speak with the guy who is set up now. I guess he has a couple more competitions, but he's really set up to be your first national champion, and he has a fascinating story, too. So we'll be right back after this commercial from the Barnworks. If you own a horse business of any kind, wholesale, retail, a stable, a training business, or you're a professional rider and need a new website, 
then it's time for you to call the Barnworks. The Barnworks will update that website of yours into the 21st century. You know, websites need updated every two to three years. How long has it been since you did yours? Speak to the Barnworks before you commit to anyone else. That is thebarnworks.com for all your website development needs. Well, hi, Bill, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. Hi. I'll tell you what, you are doomed. We got two wild women on this show with us today, and they are just having a good time talking about shooting and trail riding and adventures and and breaking world records and everything. All right. Well, now tell us a little bit. You have a fascinating story. First of all, I have to ask you right now, see, you're not a woman, so I can ask you this. How old are you right now? I am 59 and a half. Okay. And at what age did you start riding? Well... Uh, I started riding actively in 2006. So you were 57. 55, about at 55. 55, uh, okay. You, yeah. hadn't, you hadn't ridden before? I had ridden about 30 years ago. Uh, could get on and get off and start and stop, and that was about it. I had, a, I had an old mare that this was probably a little over 30 years ago and uh, had no one to ride with and uh, really, really knew nothing. So what made you want to take up riding again? Well, uh, it was kind of a passion I had uh, that I'd always wanted to do and uh, wasn't able to pursue it earlier because of uh, raising a family and a business and just didn't have the time. But as as the kids got grown and the business got good, why well, it opened the door for me to pursue my, my lifelong dreams. Can I ask you real quick what your business was? I'm in the construction business. Okay. So now you took up riding, and, and uh, how did you do that? How would you go about r- taking up riding? Well, I'd been fascinated by mules, and uh, I had uh, purchased one at, at a sale barn and uh, had a real experience with that and uh, went through a couple of pretty, uh, pretty uh, rough mules that uh, had the reason they were at a sale barn. They'd been... Uh, been been roughly handled and and they they I, I discovered early on that uh, rehabilitating something that's been mistreated was a was a long hard road so I finally uh, bought a bought a pretty nice one and uh, started trying to do some trail rides and discovered pretty quick that maybe those weren't the best venues to learn something on uh, a lot of craziness going on so I kept searching and I discovered the ACTA uh, group. And that was probably late uh, 07, and uh, went to a ride and went, uh, wow, this is the neatest thing I've ever seen. So I uh, was kind of scared to death, didn't have any friends or know anybody there at the time, and uh, was fairly well received. And I think that was the end of their first year I went to uh, to a ride. And then in 08, I didn't go to every ride, but I went to a number of them, and uh Quit. I was taking riding lessons at the time and discovered that I was learning more on an actor ride than I was at a month of lessons, so I realized quickly that I needed to, to, to uh, forego the, the riding lessons and just concentrate on going to the, to the actor trail rides, and it just, uh, just got better and better. So now you're, you're a couple years after learning to ride, and you're positioned to be their first national champion on a mule. <laughs> What's the mule's name? Her name is Revlon. <laughs> what made you decide on, on a mule? What, what, why did you seek them out in the first place? Well, I'm um, sort of fascinated by them, uh, their history and whatnot. But uh, also I've got a really bad back, and I thought that uh, it had heard that a mule's ride pretty smooth and 
they actually their shoulders operate a little different than a than a horse's does, and uh, just really like their personalities and uh, kind of just stuck with them. And and are they indeed a smooth ride? Uh, I believe they're pretty smooth. They, I mean, they, if you they, did your back still hurt when you? I mean, you're doing this now pretty seriously. So how is your back holding up? It's actually gotten better. I knew you were going to say that. That's great. <laughs> Therapy. <laughs> Therapy. In the saddle. Well, that brings me to another question, Tammy. Are there shooting mules? You know, there are. I have seen them. I have seen shooting everything. And uh, we have a lot of gated horses, too, for people who also have back problems. So uh, there's a lot of gated horses that shoot. And there's actually a lot of, you know, there's a lot of gated horses that act their ride, too. So uh, everything's well, welcome. I think yeah, I think that's something that we didn't bring up yet, Helena. Was you know our the 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 mission statement for the Horse Radio Network is uniting the horse world one show at a time, and truly the mission statement is almost the same with ACTA because they it, it's everybody it's English and Western mm-hmm. and Arabs. The second place, Bill. I heard that you have a good friend now, who's who's in second place behind you, and she rides an Arab, right? That's correct. In fact, she was the first lady that I rode with at the first trail ride. Uh, just by happenstance, uh, needed to kind of buddy up with somebody and ask them if I could tag along with her and another lady. And uh, here we are uh, two years later, uh, both of us doing quite well. And I think the neatest thing about ACTA is that, uh, you know, I've gotten better by competing against myself. I'm not, I don't go out to compete against anybody else. I compete against myself. Uh, to do better with my animal each week. And uh, I think the other people that are doing well sort of do the same thing. The, the, the neatest thing is that uh, we went to a ride a couple of weeks ago down in Junction, Texas, and uh, the three people that are the, the, th- the top three people, we, we all three uh, ride together. And uh, we, we critique each other and help each other out. And, and I don't know of anything else that I've ever done where uh, I could have that type of camaraderie, and uh, that that's been uh, really the most attractive thing. Besides doing the difference, going to all these neat places, ranches that we would never get to go to on our own, and or wouldn't even know about, and neat parks that we've ridden in, to going there and doing that uh, for the type of money that it costs to do it is uh, you, there's not a better there's not a better bang for the buck out there. Uh, and like I say, we've met so many neat people. I've I've ridden in six states this year and not gone anywhere that don't have people to go back and see now. And I've never experienced that before. So this is so so exciting to me to keep doing it. Uh, um, Makes the construction business seem kind of boring, huh? Oh yeah, yeah I'm glad it slowed down. As a matter of fact, <laughs> you haven't. You know, try to get the good. You know, take every negative and turn it into a positive. So I uh, get to ride more now. Yeah, we, Bill. We talk a lot about horse husbands and horse wives. Well, obviously, your wife. Are you married? Well, actually, I'm not married, but I've met the love of my life at one of these things. Oh, so, see, you know, I, I just it just oh, gets better right. and better. Well, okay, we need what? to have him back wait, for the Valentine's show. <laughs> wait a minute. What, a, what better marketing tool? This man's back has been fixed, improved, <laughs> and yeah, he's, he's found the love of his life. I mean, what else do you need, people? Get out there and start riding. Well, life can't get any better. Oh, well, I that's terrific, it. Bill. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much. Well, now, I do know that we have an offer, don't we, for, Tammy, for, for our listeners? 
We do. The AXA membership is $25 from individual, and we're going to give two away to whoever would like to email in. That will give them a free um, membership to AXA. And then that $25 membership, and that's how it is. It's $25 for uh, an individual. You can register a family or two for $40. But for that $25 membership, you get $25 in AXA bucks. And this is a system that AXA came up with. So when you earn Axa Bucks, it means you have credit to spend at any one of our sponsor stores, and we have some great sponsors. So, And then you get an extra $25 as a new member to spend at Cavellas, which has been just a wonderful sponsor for us. Yeah, Cavellas so is ah, you get lots that's of, a good deal. Lots of bang for your buck, like Bill said. So you spend 25 bucks and you get 50 bucks worth of stuff. Exactly. Yep. And, and we're going to yep, give two. Not a better deal. And you're giving two of those away to our listeners, and they can write in. We're going to just take the first two two list. Well, actually, let me uh, let me do that differently. Uh, we're going to take <laughs> like the tenth and twentieth person who writes in, and they need to write in to Glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. Just send an email saying you want to win that uh, membership to the competitive. Uh, Trail Association, and we will make sure that those winners will announce that next week, and we'll make sure that those winners get their memberships, and we really appreciate you doing that. Oh, you're welcome. There's $1,200 in prizes that we give out to every one of our extra rides. We have a cash jackpot in the open division, so we have a best green award. So there's a lot of really good stuff that we give out to our access riders. Our members are spoiled, and that's a great thing for us. And the other prize that you're giving away is one of the 45 caliber pistols that you use in your shoots, and the only one eligible yeah. win is me. So. Email Glenn. <laughs> Bill, yep. I think you know it's... I, go ahead. Our world record ride that's coming up on June the 13th, we have a lot of extra goodies in that ride. So we're at Muddy Creek. Uh, Reindeer is one of our sponsors. They're giving away two dog raincoats for every ride. And then every rider who signs up for our world record attempt, all they got to do is sign up and join the ride, and they will get 50% off a purchase at Cavallo's. Wow. So, and that's, that's, uh, that expires June the 20th, but that's, that's just for every single rider. So Cavallo has been an awesome sponsor. And then we also have Robot Bits, who has an amazing pinchless bit, and they are giving bits to first place in every pleasure winner nationwide. So... There's a lot of extra stuff to really come and join us for our world record attempt. And, Bill, are you going to ride in that ride, the uh, world record ride? You bet. You bet. We'll be there at Bandera, Texas. Good. Well, and, Bill, so you would say that probably this is one of the neatest things you've ever done in your life, from what I would gather. It, it truly is, Glenn. I, 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 I don't know. I can't say enough about it because it's uh, it's been such a uh, enlightening time for me. Uh, and I've learned so much, like I say, in the adventure of uh, going to all these neat places and just meeting all these great people that uh, uh, have the same thing in common. And really, this is just about, you know, horse and rider becoming one. It's It seems to be uh, more of what I was interested in. I wasn't interested in big spurs and big honking bits. I was interested in communicating with my animal, and this is where I've learned to do it. Well, that's terrific. We want to thank both of you for joining us. This has been so much fun today, but uh, hard to believe, Helena, we're actually running out of time here. Uh, I'm, yeah. I know. It's just so much fun. And I know that my wife and Helena will be doing this. They definitely, this, is the, this is what they've been looking for. And I think that, the, you know, I, 
I hope my wife doesn't go out and meet a guy. But, um, you know, as far as, as, far as you know, enjoying the rides, I, I hope she does that. But we do thank you both for being here with us today. And we wish you the best of luck in, in breaking the world record. And, Tammy, why don't we check in with you after the ride? Do that, and then we'll, we're going to know how much we're going to raise for charity. We hope to raise over $100,000 and, and more for charity that day. And I think it's important to know that half of our net proceeds go to charities all the time. This is, you know, we're not just doing a ride for the rescues for Charity June. We ride for the rescues every single act of ride. So this is a great way to help the horses who really need you. Well, terrific. And, Bill, good luck on your mission here to be the first national champ and with that uh, new girl you picked up. You bet. Well, thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. And i got to <laughs> say something else. You, you make sure that mule beats that Arab. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right, will guys. Well, wasn't that fun? I told you it would be fun. I, I, as I just said to you, I am more than anything else that we've learned on this show – I am dying to do the competitive trail ride. And there's two right here in Massachusetts coming up. So, And you're ready um, to go shooting. Well, shooting, yeah. I'd like to do the shooting part, too. I don't know that I'll do it in an arena, but I, I could just see galloping across the countryside with a gun, <laughs> shooting at stuff. <laughs> I'm going to call your husband here and warn him that you're getting dangerous now. You know what? That might be the one thing that gets him interested in horses. That's <laughs> true. If he knows his wife is out there with a pistol. Sure. I think that this is something I think I would enjoy doing. I, You know, I'm not really into the competitive thing anymore. I've done that in my life. Mm-hmm. But this is low-key. This is like have a good time between the obstacles, you know? Yeah, uh, but like... like um. Uh, Bill said, "You it could be as competitive as you want it to be if you want to compete against yourself. Right. You know, it's right. however you want to wrap your mind around this particular event, that event is going to be it for you. So do you think they allow big, black, big black percherons that are 18 and a half hands? Why not? Because, you know, that's what I like to ride. So why not? We have it. You know what? We have a lovely Shire mare here who could probably do it. We could lend you her. Okay. And, you know, the sh- uh, Tammy's shooting horse is probably perfect. She doesn't spook at anything. <laughs> well, that's one of the things that I think I'm eager to talk to Tammy about is how do you train a horse to accept that and, activity? And that's what she does for a living now. She actually yeah. trains horses, shooting horses and trail horses for people, and uh, she does that for a living down there in Texas. That's, that's a cool. So. I think that would be a very cool process to to talk about. All right. Well, we'll we'll get her back on here very soon. Well, I do want to mention that was fun. Uh, I do want to mention that we have our giveaway. Don't forget about that. We're not only are we giving away two ACTA memberships, which will just take the 10th and 20th email. So no matter when you're listening to this, drop me an email and you have a chance of winning. Send it to Glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. We'll put a link to that in our show notes as well. But we also have our giveaway that's going on till the end of June where you can win uh, one of the three World Equestrian Games official medallions that we're giving away. You could win a gold, a silver, or a bronze. Those are the ones that become collector's items every year at the Olympics and the World Equestrian Games. So we're giving away one of each of those. You can be one of three winners. All you have to do is stop by our website at stablescoop.com and click on the very large banner in the middle of the page with pictures of the medallions. These are very collectible, and it's over a $500 value. So stop over there to our website and of course be sure to listen in next week as helena just tells her woes oh i sound so (laughs) pathetic i am so pathetic well hopefully hopefully by next week well my woes will be over well let's pray for that and and 
And by the way, you're adorably pathetic. So, I am. Yes. <laughs> I know. My husband might disagree with you. He would just say you're pathetic. <laughs> I don't have to live with you, so I can say you're exactly. adorably pathetic. Exactly. I'm pathetic on the air. No, I'm, I'm adorable on the air. I'm pathetic at home. All right, you can find our show notes at stablescoop.com, and you can give us feedback. There's a contact link at the top of the website there. You can also follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio and Helena at? Uh, Helena underscore B-E-E. And Helena, are you going to tweet if this horse thing gets finalized? I, I Yes. In fact, I tweeted today because I was so excited to learn about the competitive trail riding thing, and then uh, I'll tweet when I know whether or not my new friend Khalil is going to be a permanent part of our family. Oh, that's the name? Khalil? Yes, Khalil. Is it a boy or a girl? He's a gelding. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I was going to say the nickname could be Callie, but that won't work so well. They've been calling him Cal. But you know what? This is what I need to know, because <clears throat> I've never actually bought a, a registered horse before. So if a horse has a registered name, can you change it? I think you can. I, I mean, I know I can change it. depends on the registry, too, I think. I can change what the heck registry is it for an Arab uh, standard bread cross? It's an Arab saddle oh, bread sta- cross. Oh, sorry. I keep getting that wrong. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, he may be registered with the some the Arabian organization. The, the Arabian Association. Oh. Some, you know, I, I think if you have any kind of Arabian in you, uh, both organizations, both breeds are probably have their own very important registries. So I'm not sure which one he's registered with. It may be both. But I... I would like to change the name, I think. All right, good. Well, that'll be a whole nother show on uh, horse naming. <laughs> I hope I don't want to jinx it either. It's like, you know, you, you don't want to jinx it. So well, pray, everybody. Pray to the horse shopping gods for me, please. Yes, please. Thank you. We don't want to talk about this anymore. All right. Be sure to visit all the other great shows on the network at horseradionetwork.com. And don't forget about the new Western Radio Show, which is taking off and a lot of fun. It's been a joy to listen to, and it's been a joy to work with the two hosts over there. They are doing a great job. So visit westernradioshow.com. And Helena and I, new show at tackandhabit.com. Like you don't get enough of us on Stable Scoop. We're just going to give you more. (laughs) Well, Helena, we'll be back next week to learn all about how, what to do, and what not to do in your 92 weeks of experience hunting for a horse. Yes. Nobody's better. No, there's no better expert on that scoop. Or maybe there is. And we'll have him on the show. (laughs) Bye, Helena. Bye. Bye.